What's good, Internet? Welcome to session 128 of Super GG Radio, the NPR of Illinois podcast, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your spiky-haired hedgehog hero, Alex Arona. Missing this week is man with not one, but two tails, Joel DeWitt. He is out on assignment. I miss my plucky companion. Also with us is our own Dr. Eggman, Eric Getty Gettinger. I take it I can't make a case to be Shadow, at least your nemesis? Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Shadow's too cool, Getty. Yeah. Shadow is too cool. Uh, clearly you're an evil scientist type. Uh, with those creepy glass... Um, Getty, I'm not that mean. Mm. <laughs> this this started going into the real Ron Burgundy route here, where I started reading it without actually acknowledging what you wrote for me. It's your brand. Yep. Uh, last member of the Super GG crew is Alec Parks, who gets to be uh, Big the Cat, since he's big time. What's going on, Alec? Oh, it's going. I, I do think that Big is uh, really into fishing, and, you know, it's new to me, but who am I to turn down a new hobby? You have way too many hobbies. That's probably true. I should give something up. My bees died again. Again? Again, okay. Yeah, the, the queen just wasn't laying. I don't, I don't know what that's like. Uh, in a surprise turn of events, we have a special guest this week. We are pleased to have Janet Garcia from uh, with us from Pen to Pixels, Gameland Guides, and Kind of Funny. Uh, you can pick your own Sonic character, or you can be Rouge. I don't know if anyone wants to be Rouge. Uh, uh, gosh, what, who's left? It's, I don't want to be Tails. I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. We're edited in post. What's up, y'all? Good to be here. Hey, what's going on? You have an impressive resume. Thank you. I'm working on it. Yeah, it's getting there, yeah. I mean, you need, you need like four or five more titles, and then you'll be all set. Yeah, there's um, min-max, too, that I'm a cohort on, and then that's that's the end of, of it so far. Oh, see, I missed min-max. Okay, okay, we'll got to put that on there. Uh, this week, I shoot wizard bolts out of my body, uh, cause a ruckus in the news, then let's uh, fat man roll through demon souls in the backlog. But first, early adopters, where we play alphas, betas, and games that make me realize I was never meant to climb... The first game we played is Valley Peaks. Valley Peaks is a first-person mountain climbing um, mouse and keyboard. Each left click versus right click are each hand. And damn, if this doesn't remind me of a short hike. Yes. Yep. Literally, that was like my first thought when I looked at it as well. If and it just fe- it feels good. It, this it just feels nice and warm and comfy, and it's got this. Nice mellow vibe to it. Everybody's kind of friendly with an obvious uh, undertone of seediness that was happening in the background. Uh, Janet, you got a chance to play this. What did you think? Um, I thought it was pretty solid. I I do think it could maybe use some level of tightening with the controls. I mean, uh, doing it on keyboard and and kind of traversing is definitely challenging, but I also thought it was really impressive how many um, settings they had for even adjusting that element. So, uh, you know, I don't want to harp too much on it. I'm sure we'll get into the details, but overall, I liked it. I thought it was a really sound idea, and I'd love to see that project, you know, uh, continue or build or kind of come to other platforms. Yeah, it it just it felt good the way that you know we want once you grip on you have to let go of one hand grab onto the other, and they I I have friends who are really big into climbing so there is there is a little bit of knowledge there because they have the same mountain but like different routes and that's kind of big with uh, climbers they like to find different routes and paths and they are they do mark them so if you go up one way the next time you got to try a different route, uh, Getty. Getty, what did you what did you think of your time with Valley Peaks? I found out that I'm objectively bad at climbing. 
Yeah? Yeah, I was having a lot of difficulty managing switching off hands and jumping. I would try and, like, swing my body and Skyrim my way up the mountain, but still <laughs> not great. I, I definitely can agree. The controls need a bit of tightening, just so that it feels mm. a, a little bit better. I would love some controller support, too, because keyboard and mouse, uh, yeah, definitely fumbling around there. I I like that there's no penalty for falling though. There's yeah. no like fall damage. So I was like, oh, thank thank Lord to hear that. I could fall as many times as I want, and not have to really suffer any kind of penalty. I just had to climb back up. They they added some variability though. That's what I I also liked is that different mountains. Sometimes they had bounce pads. Sometimes the I actually stopped and walked away from a mountain because I was getting frustrated because it had bounce pads that were that would shift between uh, red, yellow, and green. So you could only bounce on them when they were green, and that kind of got very, very difficult and meticulous and frustrating. So I kind of was like, okay, I'm going to go try a different mountain. Because it did have like six to eight mountains that were all had at least two to three routes on them. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, so let's let's. So the story is you're supposed to climb three of the mountains, and you're supposed to place your radio at the top for this big mega corporation. But there's lots of different populations of villagers and and people go and and items that you could use. Uh, Jenna, did you get the chance to talk to like the people at all? Yeah, I kind of tried to make a point to um, you know, speak to everybody that I came across, uh, which was also like really charming because when you first start it's not really clear like what you are like are you human are you something I, obviously now it seems that you're probably like most likely an animal right because the other people are frogs but like when i saw the first frog person i was like oh hell yeah like let's talk to the frog people yeah. so i thought that was really cool and i was um i was really like constantly delighted by um just the thoughtfulness that went into this game like even in that early section where you speak to the first person they give you the binoculars and you can kind of use that to scope out the mountains and then you can kind of see um you know i think the parallels between this and a short hike are definitely well one in the aesthetic and the incredible ost that this game has i was super impressed by the composition of it um but also in just the way it's sort of like plants those seeds of curiosity with for you as a player where it's like okay well there's someone here that's like part way up the mountain and like someone else told me hey come back when you have more stamps and there was sort of like all of these additional incentives to explore and see what's going on and and, and kind of dig further into the systems than just the baseline which i'm very much a like golden path player so to me it's a it's a pretty big compliment if i ever feel compelled to do anything more than the minimum <laughs> that's being yeah. asked of me yeah, and they also had like uh, collectible mushrooms and and different things like that. So uh, it does like expand upon a further thought process. And you could, once you finish the radio project, you can walk away and go towards uh, you know a pseudo ending. Obviously, they're this is not the full fledged game. They're still planning on expanding everything and adding objectives. Which again, we saw some of the quests there that were pretty, uh, pretty intense too. Like the different variations, getting more stamps and stuff like that. Uh, Getty, did you did you end up going and trying to like a hundred percent it like you always do? No, no, I just had a rough time with it, but I did enjoy getting the hang glider. Uh, that was one of the first things you could unlock with the stamps, and it actually felt pretty good as I was plummeting to not my death, but off the side of the mountain to be able to jump out onto the hang glider and be like, "Oh, this is kind of neat." And then there are several encampments, so it was a lot of fun to go around and see what everybody had to say. Um, Unfortunately, yeah, I just hit that wall, that big mountain wall that I couldn't get over. 
Yeah, I definitely, I, I definitely saw the different towns and different shops and stuff like that. So I think there is a lot more to explore here. Um, Valley Peaks, I, I'm very positive on this game. I feel, I feel like every overall, it brought everything that I would want from like a chill game. I just want to hang out, do a couple climbing routes, and it, it highlights them so nicely. The interface is very, very simple, and the art design is very good. I just, I would like to live in that town. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. So um, that was Valley Peaks. Uh, the next game that we played was a game called Robes. Now, uh, before before we get into Robes, I do have to ask. Did you guys finish Robes? No. No. Getty, did you finish Robes? What do you mean finish? There's a finish. Because I wanted to know if you what your score was. Because they give you a high score. I got 11 levels in. I didn't realize that I could get further than that. Oh, yeah. You could just keep going, and then eventually it'll just say, okay, you won. End of end of the the beta experience. And uh, it's, it's pretty fun. Anyway, they give you a high score. The Robes is a top-down kind of shooter, twin-stick shooter, where you are a wizard with different abilities, uh, different blasts, and also... Uh, like a beam shot, and you get you get different abilities. Like that'll like speed your that'll give you more haste when when you attack, or give you critical hits, um, just stuff like that. Uh, that I thought really vary up the gameplay. Uh, what did you guys think, Janet? I thought the dash was like a really smart choice, especially because when I first jumped in, I'm like, you know, a lot of times I go in pretty cold as if I can, like if there's not any inherent tutorialization, I'm like, okay, well, let's just start experimenting with stuff and figuring out like what the key bindings are naturally by default. Um, and when I first started, I was like, holy cow, these enemies move really fast. And I was sort yeah. of overwhelmed by it. But once I got the dash kind of going, I could sort of see, okay, I can tell the sort of pacing and, and what they're generally going for. Um, I wasn't really a fan of the sound design uh, in this one because it was very, like, abrasive. Like, the the enemies were very, like, you know, had those cartoony, over-the-top laughs, and I was like, okay, that, that might be a little too much, but um, I like the idea that they're generally going for. I mean, it does... Uh, again, this isn't a one-to-one, -one, obviously, because the game that I'm comparing it to is highly polished, but it did remind me of kind of, like, those dungeon crawlers, like, Binding of Isaac-type combat where you're kind of part ducking projectiles part um trying to immediately figure out what is this new enemy type that might come in and how do i handle it and i thought like the card system was pretty cool and the ability to just kind of re-roll those cards and kind of explore and experiment um it was an interesting take on i guess what is inherently like a mage game but it's a bit more actiony than i think you would think a spell-based game would be yeah and and then uh, my my thought i was going to enter the gungeon but uh, I like that it's just like built stacking and stacking all of these different cards that you would just purchase after each round. So uh, I had my build by the end was that I was getting the, like, like a lot of haste per kill and I had an explosion. So when I would do my my blast that would just radiate out for me, it would kill at least three enemies. So I was maxed out on haste. So my my normal blast was just rapid fire. I kind of like it. When games get that, like, there's so much on screen that the, it starts to slow down a little bit. <laughs> that is satisfying to me. And this one really hit it. Especially, again, I added a card that made all of my shots bounce off of the walls, but it bounced off uh, up to four different walls. So my explosion, all of a sudden, just I just kept doing it, and they were just bouncing everywhere, and it filled the screen. You get really powerful by the end. 
Uh, Getty, what is your thoughts on robes? So how far was the end? Uh, I think it was 20, 20 okay. levels, maybe more. Just to, so I can visualize in my mind. Now, I, so uh, I thought that the level design, the areas were a little small compared to some of the other games out there. Obviously, uh, it's designed to be a kill room, but uh, I guess if you can break the game like you did, Alex, then it probably was a little bit more enjoyable. I usually went for the railgun because it would go through multiple targets and I would try and juke around, but I felt like it was really dependent on the rolls that you got, and uh, from playthrough to playthrough, I felt like I was mildly successful. That's why after like 11 stages, I was like, okay, I feel like I got a, a good grasp on this game. Uh, but the art style is very minimalistic. It's simplistic, but it's also kind of neat to watch your character zip around and <laughs> shoot bolts out of his body, especially if you get hit. You can get that uh, ability that'll allow you to deal damage, splash damage to everything around you. Oh, see, I avoided that one entirely. But I no. mean, it, it just kind of shows that there were so many variabilities along with the the different card systems and everything like that. I, I just kind of relied on bouncing all of my shots constantly and then just using the either explosion or the railgun. The the arena that you're in kind of shifts from round to round. So in those tight, almost like hallways, I would just railgun up at an angle and it would just bounce around in a in a straight shot so that was actually very satisfying as well i like the experimentation i feel like they can there's a lot more to add there's a lot of different abilities that i would like to see things like uh leaving a trail of fire or something like that adding um you know adding like a couple of angled guns or some things like that some beams or even uh you know like a like a like a detonation or a grenade some sort of some sort of thing that would act that can vary up the gameplay so i think that there's a lot especially if it's you know you're you're randomly getting these card systems. Uh, I think that I think that uh, Robes is a lot of uh, has a lot of promise so far. Uh, Janet, do you think that you'd like get deep into Robes at any point? Oh, I don't. I don't think so. But that's more of a, a genre thing than uh, a Robes issue. Like I, mm. I just feel like these games can be like really grueling, and depending on what the ultimate setup would be, like I don't know if they're gonna stick to there's an end game and you just kind of keep trying to like reach whatever level they end up finally setting it to or if they would vary it in some way or have some level of progression because um, typically with like games where you have to kind of run the gambit for it I'm like I can't I can't do it I choke under the pressure um, but I do like the art direction of this a lot I mean it's a very satisfying like color gradient where it's in the, the pinks and the pastels a little pixelated um, visually in that sense it, it's way more pixelated than this but it does remind me a little bit of, of Pinball Wizard which is a, a game on Apple Arcade that kind of has that similar dungeon set up with like a pinball mechanic to it um mm -hmm. but this one's interesting in that i think they it seems like the focus really here is trying to get the core gameplay down and i'd be curious to see what ways they can kind of innovate or make it more um interesting or creative within the space because I, I do think it ends up getting as much as it can fall into the like everything melts away and you get into the zen state of of gaming and movement and that can be fun i feel like it needs a little bit more to it to make it um you know interesting and that's why i think you know it's, it's interesting because this is like a dungeon crawler but you're not really like 
crawling. You're just kind of going through the rooms and being dropped in there and, and the enemies are, are different. So I think it kind of is missing what you normally get in a game like this where you're maybe exploring or like trying to decide, okay, what's the risk reward like in those like Zelda type dungeon structures of like, do I go in here? Or do I look for a secret? Um, so I'd be curious to see if they if they're thinking of expanding in that direction or if they're trying to, you know, do their own unique take on it. But um, unlike, I guess, Valley Peaks, this doesn't have as much like additional layering but i think it's because they're just so focused on trying to get that initial combat feel down yeah you can and you can have a like a, an, out, an outer progression of per run unlocking new cards that you'll find in your runs in the future so i mean there, there is a lot that can be uh added or just expanded upon adding these uh these bonus features but uh as what they got right now i think that their their play their gameplay is solid i like what i played i i i I know Getty as well. We both kind of like a game that you could pick up, play for like 10 minutes and then kind of get out again. And so just like, oh, I, I went through a run. It took me about 20 minutes and then I put it down, pick something else back up. Just in, in and out that doesn't, that, you know, like what currently Getty's playing Returnal. And for that, I just wonder how, how long those runs end up being that for me, I just like, I want 20 minutes. I want a solid 20 minutes to get in, do a run, and then get out. Returnal. So now you, you live here now. <laughs> it's longer than 20 minutes. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Is that like I like the the short bite-sized experience here? Yeah. Now see, this that's the genre of a lo- coffee break roguelike, and this will work perfectly on the Steam Deck once once I get my grubby little hands on it. <laughs> <laughs> we're all big. We're all big. Very excited about uh, the Steam Deck. Did you end, uh, Janet, did you end up uh, picking up one of those? I know I'm holding off. Um, my I love the concept and I like would love a, a way to play like my indies on the go that aren't on Switch. That way you don't just have to wait for like the Switch port that comes six years after the game is released on PC. But yep. I have so many games that I haven't gotten to yet and I have my quest collecting dust as we speak. So I'm like, I think until I dig into more of that stuff, I just really can't justify getting it yet but yeah. i am very interested in it and it took a lot in me to not pre-order it but um yeah i think it's an awesome device yeah I- i'm more excited for the jrpg aspect i love jrpgs on my switch and i feel like there are there are some that just haven't made it over there yet or don't have the necessarily the power for it that are that are in fact on pc i think that would be uh great to kind of have that over uh but for now let's dodge and dash into the break Let's take our first break. Be right back. Hey, news. Uh, Getty, you didn't write. You didn't. You didn't write an intro to the news. I didn't know what to do. Normally, in these <laughs> situations, we ask the special guest if they would like to seduce the news. So, Janet, what's your? Do you do you know any good pickup lines? Uh, no, I don't think I do. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, let's think here. Uh, oh, my uh, favorite news, pickup I like- line. I just can't use on the air it's yeah a little kind, vulgar kind of the figure. one i use is usually i like that wagon you dragon but that one's awful let's continue <laughs> let's continue uh news 
news a uh, couple pieces of news this week uh destiny 2 witch queens coming out in february of 2022 getty how hyped are you for this two 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 it's a lot of twos yeah yeah i'm excited well i'm gonna jump it? back into this one i'll play probably a little bit i think my fire team has completely bailed on me at this point but it looks interesting they're doing some different stuff so Janet, you ever play? Uh, you're a big Destiny person, or no? No, the the ongoing stuff. I don't. I don't really uh, dig into as much. But uh, I think it's wild, like to see like the support continue for this. And like it was, I'm happy for everyone on my timeline that's just like dropping jargon that I've never heard of. I was like, good for y'all, man. Like, have your bliss. Yeah, uh, I I was really big into Destiny One. Uh, then Destiny Two came out, and I just I couldn't I couldn't keep going after the hundreds of hours I put into Destiny One. I was. I'm, I'm done on that one. But that's okay. Getty's, Getty's holding the torch for me and then telling me, again, a bunch of jargon that I'm like, oh, well, good, buddy. I'm glad. I hope you're enjoying it. Those are uh, words. I recognize yeah. words. I understand the words separately, not together in that <laughs> sentence, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, next piece of news, the Saints Row reboot uh, was announced with a trailer. That's wild because they really wrote themselves into a corner that there really wasn't any other option. They, they went back in time and started plucking out historical figures. Doesn't matter. This looks kooky, and uh, I, I don't know if you, anybody else has played any of these games, but the second one, or, yeah, the second one is, like, GTA. And then uh, mm-hmm. the third one it goes completely bonkers and then by the fourth one it it makes no sense so i like that they've done something different and i'm kind of excited to see how this goes i mean in the fourth one they're in a virtual reality created by aliens yeah i don't again i don't and then they learn how to go back in time via a time machine with jane austen i don't know where else again they could go besides just rebooting the entire thing you were also the president in the fourth one so (laughs) i thought that was the third one is it I, I don't yeah, know and it anymore. starts it's, with you jumping out of a plane to Aerosmith's I Don't Want to Miss a Thing. Uh, I'll have to, well, one of the free you know, games. The third one, you're also in a car, I believe, with a ghost singing Biz Marquee, uh, I want to say. We got Saints Row 3 for free this week with Epic Store, so I'll go back. I'll report back and let you know. Okay. Can, every time you, like, you're, you getty plays hundreds of hours of games and he beats them every time he gets me hyped and he goes alex you should play this game with me okay i'll play it and then he'll beat it within a week and i'm like well that was like 40 hours i can't do that you should just play you're not sleeping i know you're not Robin doesn't let you sleep how old is she Mm -hmm. now like seven months eight months eight months months. my child is my child is eight months she is filled with hate and rage and uh all the stuff that getty taught her so (laughs) she's so judgy (laughs) Mm -hmm, real judgy yeah, look at disapproval. Uh, Doom Slayer Collection, Doom One, Two, Three, and Twenty Sixteen uh, included coming out for the Switch. Uh, the and then again, Quake, like Quake came out. That's these are they're really like throwing back to some of these like classic games. But I don't, I don't know if I need, I don't know if I need to revisit them. Did you ever get in, in play any of these, Janet, or ever like try to jump onto these? Yeah, I, I played a little bit of Doom 2016. Um, I, I wouldn't mind going back to it just to, like, you know, dig into it further. But, um, I mean, who doesn't enjoy classic Doom? I feel like if you've played those games, you've probably liked them to a degree. Uh, admittedly, yeah. I mean, maybe some of the elements of the difficulty 
ages differently. Like I wouldn't say necessarily ages ages poorly, but you know uh, they can be uh, challenging for sure. But it's just such a fun gameplay loop of like walking around, you know, killing demons and then looking for those damn cards, those damn key cards. Um, and yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, admittedly, th- the Switch is notoriously not a very powerful console, but like it can run Doom One, so let's go. <laughs> like why not? I feel like Doom. It's not quite on that level of um, Skyrim because that's such an extreme example, but it is one of those games that like it's like the the gun version of like mario brothers 3 like you probably bought it a couple times and you probably buy it again so why not make the purchase i think it's kind of fun to have this collection to just jump into uh and there's something nice about having these more like arcade feeling experiences on the switch um something about it just lends itself really well i think it maybe it's the pick up and play nature of the console um but yeah i mean i think this is a very cool uh collection to have on the switch our, our co-host is not here today he actually uh interviewed the one of the guys at the studio who ported Doom 2016 to the Switch. And uh, the black magic they did to make that run as smooth as it does on the <laughs> Switch is kind of ridiculous. Despite whether it is as up to par on PC, obviously it's not, but how do they make that run is ridiculous. Next, uh, Monster Hunter Rise Cross Street Fighter. They've done this before where you could be Ryu, but now Akuma is being added uh, just to punch some... Uh, so what? Uh, Anjanath's in the face. I had to think about it. One of the Monster Hunter. I really got to go back to Rise. Rise was really good. It was a lot of fun. It just hit at the wrong time for me, where I wasn't in the space to jump into it. I beat Monster Hunter World twice. Once on PC, once on PS4. And if you know the load times, that means I was dedicated. Because those things was like two and a half minute load times. Next, I thought World uh, was supposed to have gotten rid of load times. What? World? Didn't, didn't, yeah, I thought World, the, that was like the big thing that they did with the engine was they got rid of the load times. That way it was. No, you know what they did? They got rid of uh, the maps used to be sectioned off that would have individual load times. Now it's one big map. Mm. They're still sectioned off, but there's no load time in between. One big load but time. Instead of a I, lot of I little load times. Mm-hmm. So so you, you're just taking one big load instead of multiple loads. <laughs> Morgana from, P, from Persona 5 is now in Super Monkey Ball. Uh, very, very exciting. Super Monkey Ball looking to be uh, the next Smash style having Kiryu from Yakuza. <laughs> and now Those Morgana. are thinking the same thing. Yeah, like everyone's going to... Who else can go into the ball? Anyone. It's a universal experience to just roll around through in the little ramps. But um, it is cute seeing these little crossovers. Like, I'm really hoping that I'd love to see some, like, platform-specific stuff. I just think it adds a little bit of fun to where you choose to play. So uh, we'll see. I feel like they're not done announcing Super Monkey Ball crossover things. So we'll see what else comes out of it. You know, I, just for funsies, uh, I pulled up the Sega... Uh, Sega list a list of Sega video game franchises here. Ooh, now let's, uh, let's let's all come up with one of our favorite thi- uh, ones that would be in the Monkey Ball. I will start the Xenomorph from Alien. Put I guess that, that thing that qualifies, doesn't ball. it? It does. I'd Put like Clockwork Knight. Ooh, I'd like to see some fantasy star characters in there. It's really hot right now, so that would be uh, an easy layup. Uh, let's see here. What else would be good? Uh, Gunstar Heroes. Oh yes. I want to see Jeff Keighley in the in the orb. <laughs> 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 he was in Death Stranding. Put him in Super Monkey Ball. Why not? 
we could yeah we can make stuff with something put conan o'brien in there <laughs> damn it conan uh let's see what else uh yeah fantasy star beagle i think it should put a puyo in there put a puyo puyo that would be perfect this is a little blob anyways the the taiko drummers oh man the taiko drummer would be cool i yeah. like taiko drums anyway i think that there's there's still like you said a lot of house of the dead zombie <laughs> that's possible <laughs> nope. there you go i just think that there's a lot that can be done like you said so uh these crossovers are fun and exciting so hopefully there's more to the super monkey ball game that's getting re-released Next, Fortnite, including Martin Luther King Museum in the game. I, I mean, I guess get the youth where they're at. I don't, I don't know if how, why if this was necessary. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, looking at like the wider context of it, and I've been thinking about this for well, I probably only thought of it for like ten minutes in the morning when I saw the news, and I was kind of wondering like, oh, how do I feel about this? Um, historically, uh, Fortnite has done other sociological related things like they had stuff during like the um the kind of not pinnacle of the black lives matter movement but sort of when it was very much in like the the big cultural zeitgeist and and a lot of brands were like having discussions on you know how to support blm and, and ways to use their platform so it's not like it's totally out of the blue um and you know I, I mentioned this news like in my household and like you know i live with a bunch of other gamers so they were like um you know my boyfriend was like well you know fortnite's been very vocal about not wanting to be just a game like they want to be like a platform where things happen like like you know movies concerts like and i guess you know stuff like this as well where it's like i think they're collaborating with time magazine on um the creation of this in addition to it being in part from like the fortnite create like sector so i, I believe players are involved but i'm not sure to you know what degree or how it kind of fully formed um but yeah i mean it does it it strikes me a little bit odd in the sense that i do think there's something worth questioning or further examining whenever people are combining commercial something that's inherently commercialized and you know for profit even though it's a free-to-play game and it it is you know a piece of art but art can also be for profit and then kind of mashing that up with you know to a degree using mlk and the i have a dream speech like i think even if it's done for good reasons and good intentions uh it is inherently a part of that commercialization and it does remind me of that you know a few years ago in the Super Bowl, they had like i think it was like a ford f-150 ad or something with like the i have mm -hmm. a dream speech and it just kind of felt like a little wrong i don't think this is exactly a one-to-one -one, but i'm not sure and i'm kind of just gonna see where things land and, and what other people's perceptions i mean obviously um you know, I'm sure everyone who has to sees the news at least forms some form of opinion on it. And obviously, being in the United States, like MLK being part of you know American history, but also like you know I'm Latinx, so I'm not in the Black community. I'm not a Black person, so I can't speak to like that element of it. Um, I think I'd have maybe a a more firm stance if it was more immediately racially relevant, in addition to just being culturally relevant as an American. So yeah, I'm just kind of standing back and seeing what how it turns out and and what other things take place but yeah it's like how do i feel is this good is this bad is it neutral like i don't really know but it, it did it did stand out and i don't know i don't really know what else to make of it it's it's i think for me what where is this like is it cool is it bad that conversation comes from it's mostly because it's like they those are you're trying to speak to the younger generation you're trying to show at least a little bit more of like a cultural relevance you're trying to say that this is important but it's it's weird because you are somebody that doesn't necessarily 
like I don't know if you're the you're I don't know if Fortnite is the position to make that stance or to make that you know to say that this is important which you know obviously it's an important situation but it's we it's it's stranger to use Fortnite as the platform versus something that actually would speak to like at least a wider audience or at least less specific you know what I mean it's such a it's such a very specific niche audience but I guess they're using their platform to do what they they can with it so uh, you know, this also comes into the wake of uh, obviously the conversation with them and among us and their their version and how that kind of came off as kind of a, a negative press as well. But uh, I think it's an interesting tactic uh, and it's an interesting thing to do. I just wonder if there are uh, better platforms and more important people who who could have done something with that. Though I do like, you know, they they showed Tenant and they showed. Uh, movies. They had the Ariana Grande concert and the Post Malone concert. So yeah, the concerts they, have been really cool. Like I really yeah. like their concert stuff. Yeah. So uh, it's this is interesting. It's very it's very uh, it's a thought. It's something that you can do. I don't I don't think it's good or bad, but sure, that's a thing you can do. And uh, obviously, uh, people will interact with it, which is not a bad thing. Just strange that they are the platform to do it. Next. Uh, Overwatch is renaming McCree. Uh, I had a conversation with someone today that I thought it was Mad Dog McCree. Not a developer. Oh. It's not. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I found actually, out later. I found out later. But admittedly, I didn't. I don't think, you know, and I'm not like the biggest Overwatch fan. I played it when it first came out because, you know, when it dropped, it's all anyone talked about. Like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't even play this genre. I'm like, let me go to GameStop and see, you know, what the hype's about. So I, I have played a little bit of Overwatch, but I'm definitely not one that's in the community. Um, but I, I would say that I wasn't always aware that McCree had like a developer origin. I just thought they had to name him something and they named him McCree. So um, I think I was only really made aware the origins when the story started coming out of, hey, like, are they going to rename this character? What's going to happen? And, and all those things kind of started to come to the forefront. Yeah. And that's where I was saying is that like, oh, they're going to officially change the name. And I'm like, that's cool. I, I definitely heard that it was a developer. But when I was because I, I actually was one of the people that put 100 hours on uh, day one when that game came out. And I, I again, on day Mad one, Dog wait, McCree, right. It's pretty impressive. Like, like how nothing's shaking out. <laughs> <laughs> no, after I, I, day one, I was there and then I paid, okay. paid 100 hours. Yeah. I was like, wow, but, like yes, you have like, that's a whole nother level of pro gamer strats. So, like there's, you're getting a hundred hours out of 24. Like <laughs> there's more to that story. If I remember correctly, if memory serves, Alex got it for PlayStation four when it originally came out and then immediately switched to PC immediately. And then he got yep. all of us on board. And I think most of us eventually tapered off because they just kept throwing more and more content at us that i didn't need in my well that life. and they also started nerfing characters and doing the whole thing yeah that's it's <clears> yeah. all fine it's i i'm still okay with overwatch uh as a game i think that's a lot of fun and uh yeah so they're changing mccree's name they have not said to what yet so we'll see uh also just this is just news to me uh the lion king game for sega and snes was made extremely <laughs> difficult on purpose disney told the developers to make the game so difficult that people wouldn't be able to beat it during a rental period at blockbuster a few developers would later apologize to fans for how hard the game was that blew my mind because that waterfall jumping from the logs still impossible was the worst it's still impossible I don't care what anybody says. The game was specifically made to upset me. 
specifically. Yeah, no. That again, that it's 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 I was okay with it till that waterfall. Then it was over. I should you know, right. Getty, you the, want ex, the you want to do extra life? No, we should ask Joel if he finally beat it because I know he got the two pack that was Lion King and Aladdin when it came oh, to Aladdin Switch. Was so much fun. So. Yeah, I beat that one. No, Getty, do you want to try to beat that waterfall for extra life? No, I mean I'll we can, it. but I don't want to do it. I'll watch you do we'll it. We'll do it. Okay, that's fine. I'll do it if I can save scum. <laughs> no, just re- just rewind the time. The- Yep. This isn't real life. Why are we out here like? <laughs> it's like I got to get the win for real. For says who? <laughs> like it? They made it that way. <laughs> I paid for this console. This is pay to win now. <laughs> no, what? You don't? You're not a. You're not a. I gotta go and get revenge. That's, that's, see, that's me. I, that, that's a grudge. Well, that's an play, old school. I didn't grudge. play it as a kid, but I will say, um, I am consistently shocked by either you know my abilities as a child or my. deteriorated abilities as an adult i don't know which one whatever way you want to slice it i guess if you're an optimist or a pessimist but there are games that i play today even something like that isn't terribly hard like you know yoshi's island where i'm like how was i doing some of this as a kid though because i was like five like i don't know how i was like in the ship and digging through the stuff like it it it's just a little too much i'm like or super mario 64 even i'm like i don't know how i got my hat back from this monkey as like a as a kid (laughs) but i was doing it i don't know easy as a kid you had hours and hours of time where nothing else mattered as an adult you have responsibilities yeah it's the weight of paying taxes like just having knowing that you have a credit score it's just harder to focus on anything else (laughs) (laughs) you're not wrong you're you're not wrong We've got a just reminded score. me I have a credit yeah. score. Oh, I forgot for a little bit. It was great. <laughs> well, it's time for the freebies. Freebies this week. Uh, we got Will Glow the Wisp on Steam. Leisure Suit Larry three. No, Mm-mm. Joel, put that in. You have to read it in his memory. I don't. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> do you want me to read uh, it? It's on Indie Gala. Saints Row the Third Remastered on Epic Games and also uh, Auto. Automachef. I don't know what is Automachef. I don't know, but it looks Getty? awesome. A is it what is chef. it? Uh, you just assume oh, that I have the Epic Store open all the time. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> Hold on, let me check it out. Oh man, this game looks this game looks awesome. It, it's like uh, it's almost a like cook serve delicious. I think. Uh, it's like it looks like you of... create a like it's overcooked with turrets. Like I don't. Know. Yeah, <laughs> maybe was... it's like a tower defense for making food. A resource management puzzler where you design kitchens, program machinery, and watch your genius come to life. It's time to engineer tomorrow's kitchen today. Oh, you know what? This is like... um, It's it's published by Team 17, though, which is the same publisher of Overcooked. Okay. But developed by uh, Hermes Interactive. You ever ever heard of Factorio, where you just got to build like a like a conveyor belt system where at first it does this, then it does that. That's what this is. You're building a conveyor belt system that first, like for instance, the patty of the burger will pop out, but then it'll add the cheese then it'll add the burger, the burger and it'll do the, yeah. So it's like, it's a fact you're building a legitimate factory here. Okay. I'm picking that up. I want to try that. That seems cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's take another break and then we move into the backlog blog. We'll be right back. Everybody. Thank you. 
And we're back! Back with the Backlog Blog, where we play games that should make us feel bad about our gameitude. That, that's true. Uh, let's start with Janet here. Janet, you brought us Demon Souls. You finished Demon Souls, huh? Yes. Wow. Impressive. Shout out to I, you everyone know, that I'm... dropped into my game to help me cheese my way through it. Because it's just <laughs> oh, a game. That's awesome. You had... Oh, yeah. That's my problem. I can never find, find help when I need it. But that's... I got two-thirds of the way, and then I lost my save, so... I don't know. Oh. Well. What damn. did you think about your time with Demon Souls? I enjoyed it. I will say the it's this is one of the rare times where I feel like I really wish I could experience this game in more of a vacuum, but it's impossible because this game has been talked about like for ever and is constantly talked about and you know, I, I played the remake specifically um on on the PS5. So, I mm. am curious as to how much that like colored my perception of the game it's like one of the few times where i wonder if it if it had any weight to it but trying to put all outside stuff aside um i thought it was really cool i I was shocked that it was not as insanely difficult as i thought it would be like i said i did cheese parts of it you know i had uh you know many face staff on twitch my friend played forward on twitch who's one of my mods as well who's in the chat here um you know i had other a bunch of people kind of drop in occasionally especially as i got like deeper into the game um to help me out and like i got they gave me some of the blue stone of ephemeral eye or whatever that gets your body back if you didn't play demon souls none of this means anything to y'all but you know those who those who know know right um but yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot. You know, I, I picked Demon Souls as my first ever uh, Souls-like because I owned it already. Uh, <laughs> and because it is, I heard it moves slower than like other ones like Bloodborne and, you know, mm. Sekiro and all these other games that are like a lot more twitch twitchy a little bit. And then also yes. I heard that you can, if you can, you can use magic to cheese it. Those are the three things that I knew. I own it. Magic cheeses it. And it's slow. Like, now, how accurate is any of that? That's not relevant. That's what I heard going in. So I went in. <laughs> uh, I was like, okay, I, I heard to use And I streamed the whole thing, too, which was so helpful. Um, you know, you mentioned not having other people to, like, jump in. But other with other than, like, Play It Forward, who I know from, like, him being a moderator and, and being in my Discord, like, people were just, like, viewing and, like, hey, can I jump in? And I'm like, sure. You can't, like, really troll me here. You're just here to, like, help me kill things. Um, and, you know, everyone was really nice. And, like, I was shocked by how nice the community was because I kind of assumed that it would be, like, a bit of a try-hard group because people always talk about Souls games like they're, you know, the, the pinnacle of, like, ultimate gaming and, like, you know, it's like, you, you don't really know. If you, you got it, you don't understand. Like, it's, we love that it's difficult and, like, it just sounded kind of unappealing from the outside looking in. But once I got in there and, like, people were like, oh, this is your first one. That's awesome. And everyone was, like, very encouraging and, like, really excited and, like, down to share, like, their opinions on it. Um, and it was just a weirdly welcoming communal thing for a really dark gross game where you yeah. fight like disgusting creatures and all that um but I, I really enjoyed it i liked the um all the systems that were in play it was fun getting to like spec out my character and be like okay well i know i'm always going to use the regenerator ring because i get like my my health back a little bit and i love stuff like that for items okay like when should i use this other thing and then there's always like weird secrets in demon souls that the game doesn't explain to you which i kind of have mixed feelings on but it is interesting from like a play with other people perspective because folks would be like oh you got to go to the the i don't know what, what it's even called like not the welder but like the person that makes stuff right and it's like okay but oh, you go yeah, to the one the, that's the in 
the smith yeah the the blacksmith right that's the name for that job yeah. <laughs> it's like okay but don't don't go to the one in the nexus because like he doesn't have like the, the good stuff you want to go to like no, his brother World it's his brother two, yeah like two one and then none of them are labeled everyone's like oh you you should go to three two and then they're all in this weird order so i'm very mm-hmm. lucky that i had um obviously you can google a lot of this information too but that i had a community that could kind of guide me through and, and give me advice for it because nothing's labeled nothing's explained i don't know what was going on for the first time i became a ghost and i'm like where's all my health then you're telling me i'm talking about i can't get my body back till i kill something but i'm too weak and i'm just and then, out here, and then like, you also grinding. got the like the the world tendency because it shifts so you can be I light st- or dark and like yo it's so fu- yeah so like you know i was already told that like that's not gonna come up again which thank god and like i it's the only thing where like folks would explain it to me and i'm like i'm gonna be honest y'all um it's not that I don't want to hear you. I don't understand. I'm not going to understand. And part of me doesn't really want to understand. We're just going to go and we're just going to hope for the best, you know? Like, I don't know. It's because, like, people like um, up. It's so confusing. Because there, there are people who want to, like, farm the game and, like, have these different experiences, like, constantly. Um, that was one of my first. I, I disappeared from video games for a short stint because I got really deep into WoW. And that pretty much took over everything. So when I came back, I bought myself a PS3, even though it was like almost time to go into the PS4. And I signed up for PlayStation Plus, and the game that month was Demon Souls. And I was like, well, this is what I'm going to play because I'm, I bought myself a PlayStation 3. I'm going to try the free game. And uh, I did all the research with you. I was like on the websites. I was on the wikis. I was researching what all this stuff meant. And uh, yeah, it is, it is deep, and people will play that four, five, six times just to grind out those world tendencies to get the bonus bosses to get the bonus outfit and i i i remember my character because i still have my ps3 save with it and my character i built up this spear and i was like oh man this spear is going to be great and i leveled it up and i got this used a special soul for it and then i looked it up and i wasn't paying attention and turns out that one's only good for pvp and i was like well great i'm not going <laughs> to do that so this thing's dead to me now big sword time because i don't I, now I don't have the spear anymore. You know, just that kind of stuff where you like, unless you know, you're just really kind of fumbling around and trying to like figure it out, kind of you know, blinded in the dark, just kind of grabbing things, being like, oh, I hope this works. Yeah, like I went, um, you know, like I did a lot of like the uh, slightly more cheesy strategies, like the uh, eventually I, I broke broke and went to get the crescent falchion which is like a or an early-ish game weapon that's really powerful um but i went in really weak so i got they're like you're just gonna have to cheese it if you want this they're like i think it's gonna help you because i couldn't kill that knight i'm like he's too tall i can't do it you know like it's, yeah. like, it's too much like y'all want too much for me in this game um and like it was such a dumb experience but such a fun time of like going in and then you know you have like those it's funny because there's those rolling skeletons that i can't freaking stand um and they look just like those like the second generation of bionicle if y'all ever had those where they (laughs) the ones that roll up and that's what they reminds me of anyway but i was like okay i'm not fast enough and then they're like just take off all your clothes so you're unencumbered so i'm just standing there like like my avatar i mean they're not like literally naked because they got like bindings or something but like i'm just standing there like naked no weapons just just cartwheeling to nowhere from like a, there's yeah. like a, a youtube video pulled up on the side and i'm like this is so stupid and so great um and so much like i don't know it was such a uh especially now that i'm done with it thank god i finally finished it um Uh, it was a much nicer time than i expected it to be um i love uh the woman where you you know go and like level up your soul your character and all that i just like her design and all that so yeah it was was a fun time 
yeah yeah um i really don't like that she says like you know if you're ready to whatever like touch the demon inside me i'm like who wrote this line it's the only sexual line in the game i don't know why it's there <laughs> i'm see, like why is this in here but i can see but i grinded it so much now that i can hear it and uh yeah. there is a there's a series of um like video game lullabies and one of them is her theme song and every time like i play it for my my my, ch- my child and i hear i hear her voice saying that and i'm like oh that's but i just so i'm so like it's it's ingrained in my brain hearing her say that when i'm like what oh, time to level up i guess i guess i guess i gotta touch a demon inside i don't want to do that yeah, like sometimes I'll skip, try to skip the voice line because it's just too. We- it's all echoey too. I'm like, I don't know, like what's going on here. But um, I, I overall had fun with it. Yeah, like yeah. it's just I don't. That's my question for the developer. I'm like, what's up with the what's what's going on? Maybe there's a lore reason. I mean, the story is very convoluted. I'm like, I don't really. It's it's funny because you get to the end and like you know cutscenes and things happen, and I'm like, is this supposed to mean something to me? It doesn't really. But like, whatever. We're here. I'm like trying not to die at the very end, but. Uh, I, I enjoyed my time overall, and I'm ready to take a little souls break and <laughs> before yeah, going into whatever my next one is. Yeah, but it was fun. Uh, I was surprised by it. Uh, one, two, and th- I, I play a lot of souls games. I rarely f- I finished like two or three, maybe. Um, uh, I would say one, two, and three are still not as they're a little bit faster, but not too bad. Bloodborne's very fast. Sekiro's very fast. Um, what was the one Getty we were playing the the cyberpunk one the, cyber- the surge the surge the surge yeah the surge is all is a little slower too and that that one's a little bit more of a you can kind of plot out your attacks more so i think that one also works well the surge i liked code vein it was very anime oh yeah that's very anime very anime dark souls the uh what did you think of the the cathedral boss at the end the monk Do you mean like the the old dude? Yes, who like the old can dude level you like down? The- okay, yeah. Um, he was fine. Like it, you know, kind of like it was. It was a bit of a grind. I don't think I got hit ever. It was interesting going into that because someone's like, "Don't get too close." Do you want to know why? Like someone in my chat, and I have like backseat gaming on on my all my streams, so I'm it's backseat gaming. Okay, and I'm like, well, I'm like, you know what? It's fine. Don't tell me because I'm ne- I'm always you know, do you want to know why you need to avoid this? It's not really relevant. Like, I'm going to try to avoid it anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, like, it went okay. Um, that one I did do uh, with uh, my mod played for it, so that it helped make it a bit easier. Because um, that one's just yeah, another wasn't player, right? What was that? It's just another player, right? Oh, you're talking about that? Okay, so that's not, like, the end game. That's um, That one you have to do by yourself. You cannot bring another player. That's the, um, I don't know the names of anywhere at all, but it's, yeah, like, I'm trying that to remember room with either. all the chairs. Yes, the yeah, the, oh, yeah, the chairs, the chair room. Um, yeah, I, I did that. You couldn't cheese it by going offline, which I almost did. Like people were like, "I'm not gonna." Fr-. Like people in the chat were like, "You know, Janet, there's no shame in just going offline." I'm like, "I don't want to <laughs> for this one. I want to do it for real." I'm like, "Now you can." And then it was funny too because I'm like, "Is it cooler to to kill a really whack player or to kill a decent computer?" And I'm like, "I'm gonna try to go for like hopefully the whack player." Like I just got to someone myself or lower just needs to spawn in um the mad monk uh played for mentioned the chat as the name of that boss but Shout yeah i did it forward. yes and I, I did it and it was okay um or the old monk what whatever we we all know it's so it's a chair room play for that's what it is um i did it and it went okay um i don't know why i end up doing so much damage so quickly somehow but it worked out and i'm like we're not going to question it um yeah that one 
is a little bit of a pain though because you do have to like go up that winding stair that like slightly winding staircase with like two or three yeah um and that's what i hated about like the second boss i thought was the knight and that's the only boss that has like no shortcut and it's a long road to the boss and i was mm -hmm. just like is this how the whole game's gonna be because i'm not gonna do this y'all i don't have it in <laughs> me to go past this dragon i'm putting the water spell i'm burning and then there's like this knight and then there's one with the blue eyes and he's crazy like it's just it's so much it's such an uh, emotional experience but what a satisfying game to actually finish though i will say i feel forever it's the only game where like i post about games all the time on on my twitter account and i was like hey i beat i beat demon souls you know first my first souls game and so many people were like oh congratulations i'm like where are y'all when i beat like zabumafu 3 or wheels of aurelia or whatever like i beat games all the time and i know they're not like hard games but like y'all are suddenly coming through like i did it's just it's so funny because it's so unique to like a game like that where folks are coming out of the woodwork like wow you know take the night off like it's it's so odd <laughs> but so cool uh, yeah, yeah it was a good time yeah they're they're known for their difficulty um getty do you mind if we uh punt on uh void bastards for next week punt away uh so let's move on to uh guest spot uh janet we just want to talk a little bit about yourself let's let's uh talk what got you into the game industry both passion wise and like what was like a jumping off point like what got you into games and then also what got you kind of into the industry yeah what got me into games is just like being around and there being games available um i have an older brother who's six years older than me so let's see when i was like oh god math <laughs> like what is I, maybe he was like 10 or something when we got our first console um and we started off with the snes junior because he wanted the n64 at the time uh, the n64 is already out the snes junior was like one of the last skews for that console and it was it came out like a year or two into the n64 and it was one of those releases where it's like who's this for it was for us uh <laughs> aka like parents that or families that you know gaming was new in our household and everyone's like i don't know if we want to drop all this money like are you even gonna stick with this thing so the snes junior was like the compromise console for bringing you know gaming to our household so um yeah i would you know we both played it the same way we like share other toys and stuffed animals which is like another thing that we like had available to entertain ourselves and to, and to do together so um i started gaming when i was like four or five and i've been playing ever since you know i've had some periods where i, I gamed way less like uh, you know some off times in college and when the wii came out i wasn't into like motion controls and on the other end shooters were really picking up and i'm like maybe gaming is going in a direction that i'm not as excited about so i kind of you know uh, took my foot off the gas a bit during that era but i'd been playing forever started with nintendo uh we got playstation when around the ps2 era we always got stuff a little late but then and then we had like i'd get the playstation consoles and my brother would get the nintendo consoles and we both shared them but it was just like which boxes in what room like what room do you have to go to to play that was yeah. the, basically the only difference um and we didn't have uh any xbox consoles because there were only two of us we if we had a third sibling i'm sure they would have gotten the xbox ones and then i would have been really well-rounded um as far as the industry itself um i got into it as a way to get back into gaming like the first time i started writing about games i totally just did it as a for fun thing like i've always loved writing and i've been writing since like seventh grade when i would do like poetry and other creative writing and then i was into like journalism in high school and the idea of maybe that is a career so um and i studied english and i became a high school english teacher for i did one full year of teaching so like i've always been in like the lit world and i was like all right you know i think it'd be fun to maybe write about games as a way to like reignite my love of the hobby. So I just Googled like game journalism job and 
gamejournalismjobs.com appeared and I like looked at what was there and the first gig I took was like a unpaid like you get maybe like mobile game review codes sometimes but that's basically it and I did that and I, that's when I wrote my first review my first review ever was a mobile game called Dashy Panda I think I gave it like a three out of five or something it's probably not that well written I don't know if it still exists on the internet but I really like sure that process. Dashy oh yeah, Panda. God, Un- unfortunately. And my first embargo game, where it's like before it's out, was uh, Laura Croft Go, which is actually a very solid mobile game. Uh, a, oh, I like of, that one. Of too. Tomb Raider, yeah, right, right, right. Um, but yeah, and like I remember that being really exciting. So I just got more and more into it, uh, and basically the career kind of kept going from there. You know, I did my own uh, YouTube channel and podcast with my friend called Bit by Bit. We did that for like eighty episodes or something, and then. You know, I just kind of kept going with it. Um, And eventually I was like, okay, I think I'm going to build this up while I do my regular job. And then I was like, I don't have the time. I can't put in the time I want to into games while working and teaching and stuff. So I'm like, okay, at the end of this year, I'm going to quit. And I'm just going to go all in on this. And if it fails, that's fine. We'll just work somewhere else and then or try again. (laughs) Or or at least then I know that I put, you know, it was kind of scary because it's like, okay, I'm going to go for my dream. And if it fails, I guess you just didn't, you just couldn't make it. <laughs> like it's, uh, but I, I'm here still. Yeah. So we're we're going. We're still going. It still it still feels like that vibe a little bit, but way less scary because the base is a lot stronger than it was in those first few years. Does it feel like the ground's falling out from under you as you're running? Um. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it, it's kind of like. I think by way of making money on the internet, like through Patreon, through Twitch, all that stuff, and even the companies that are like more secure, like kind of funny and MinMax, those are Patreon built companies. I'm like, I hope Patreon network closes because I'm going to lose like all my income. Um, yeah. So that's always a little bit scary. You know, that's the freelance life. But um, luckily, I'm a, I've got a lot more established and I feel less dread, you know, less fear uh, and can kind of just focus on trying to do my craft and grow, you know? That's fantastic. Uh, what What is your proudest like piece or something you've worked on that you're really proud of? What is something that you've like put together, whether it be like a show, a podcast, something you wrote about? What is What is something that really kind of stands out to you in your career? Yeah, uh, one of the, my go tos is on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash game uh, There is like a three or four hour um, like a drunk spoiler cast for Last of Us 2 <laughs> that I did with a bunch of my peers in the industry. Uh, I always am worried I'm going to forget somebody. It was Lucy, Gene Park, Lucy Brown, Gene Park, uh, Natalie Flores, uh, Laura Kate Dale. And Blessing at AOA Jr., I think, was everybody that was there. I hope I'm not missing anybody. But uh, that was just super fun to make. And it was my first time ever um, recording, like, a podcast where I had to, like, get people's audio and, like, put it into a thing. And, like, that was sort of intimidating to me. And I'd never done it. But, like, basically there was, you know, I had this idea and people were into it. And I'm like, I'm going to go for it. This is my first time doing this. Let's just put it up there. The audio quality is, like, really bad. But, like, it it was kind of, like, a whatever thing that I just wanted to do out of the passion for it. So I really like that. And then for more recent history, um, I'm really proud of the reviews I've I've done. Um, My review of Maquette was a cool one because I did that early in the year. um, And it's one of the, like, larger titles. I still haven't done any, like, AAA reviews, like, on my own completely. But, you know, hopefully that's coming up next. But it, it was just nice to be able to, like, okay, I'm starting to build, like, PR contacts like I'm you know when when codes go out like I could get an email or I could email out and do that so doing that on my own has been kind of a new vertical for me because pre um, IGN and everything else I did a little bit of that work but I was also a lot smaller so I think it was just kind of harder to get noticed and then post like now I'm on my own doing my own stuff and it's like okay well now I have to kind of reestablish myself as like 
me by myself like obviously i have still the you know kind of funny stuff the min max stuff that i can lean back on but ultimately like i'm out here for me at my outlet of me so it's kind of yeah. you know starting from scratch in a way but with uh it's kind of like a, you know a roguelike right where it's like okay you died but you got all your armor still like you're stronger like you're, you're, you're doing the run but it's a lot easier this time around yeah that's that we're st- we we've kind of built up our own little pr contacts here and there i think a lot of it like we got the name and from like being part of npr of illinois but even that it's funnier we're the only video games that exist in because npr of illinois is like such a tiny name while we're part of the npr proper it's just like such an offshoot that everything is just straight tv and movies and then they're like well we have a video game thing now like we like we can't we we built this up first and then we met them and kind of like associated ourselves with them and did a couple things with them and all of a sudden they're like well you want to be part of us we're like great and we kind of came prepackaged to where they had they are already like they're still figuring out like okay these episodes are going out this day and we have like seven shows but we got to organize and make a schedule and i'm like we've been doing this for like at least 100 episodes by now where we're just like already you know doing all the schedule all the all the editing all the uploads everything like that so they we kind of came prepackaged just to get like oh okay but now we have that name, I guess, under us, and that's kind of helping us build our, you know, PR context and stuff. Yeah, like that. that's awesome. I mean, it's so, it's such a, this industry is really hard for no reason. <laughs> like, I'm like, can't this be a lot easier to, like, streamline? But, you know, maybe we'll get there at some point. Yeah, what helps us fo- is that we kind of try to, like, inst- our our vote has, like, our, our move has always been don't compete, just do different. And, like, you know, everyone's zigging, we're zagging, and that's kind of where the the betas come from finding the demos finding yeah the small i think that's such, like, a cool, oh. that's such a cool angle i mean that's what that's what drew me into being here today honestly so um yeah i think that's a great idea yeah. uh another question what is your like warm soup belly game the game that like just feels good you can always come back to it just makes you just feel like okay this is just it feels like a like a good pair of pants um <laughs> yeah that's a great that's actually a great description um I'm going to toss out a few that come to mind. Yoshi's Island being yeah. one of them because it was the first one I can remember playing. Uh, Jack and Daxter. Touch it's one of, Yes. Hell yes. Uh, Jack, Jack and Daxter because it's one of my favorite uh, games. Jack 2 being my favorite game of all time. And uh, Super Mario Sunshine on the GameCube. I know it's on the Switch now, so I guess I probably would play the, the Switch version because I think that probably would make more sense. But mm-hmm. there's something about like struggling to, you know, get the old hardware working on the new TV. And like, I, I did that like a few vacations ago where, you know, at this point, all vacations are like staycations because of COVID. And I'm like, I got my like, uh, you know, my room is kind of set up differently at the time, but I got my like, like little shitty Ikea chair, like a dorm style <laughs> chair. And I sat there and I had like some pizza rolls and some beer. And it's great to be like, you know, an adult because you can enjoy the things you did as a kid, but now you can also just like drink while you're doing them. And also oh, yeah. no one can tell you not to do anything. And I just sat mm-hmm. there and I'm like, we're going on vacation. It's super awesome. Yeah. So that, that stuff is uh, probably my go-to comforts. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, the being adult thing is fantastic. Uh, Getty one time told me, he goes, Hey, you want to hang out Sunday and play like Resident Evil one? I was like, sure. Shows up at my house at 9am with like four forties. And it's like, well, we're going to drink these. We're going to play. I'm like, you want some coffee? You want some breakfast? He's like, nope. Crack it open. We're going to yeah, play Resident, Resident Evil hands. one. Who, who has yeah. it? No, I'm just kidding. I've never done that, but that's definitely a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. it that's a Sunday. We didn't it's do a Sunday great. that Monday we'll remember, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now, uh, since you are our special, special guest, uh, we're going to play a game that I like to play, and then we'll finish up, but I want to, this is a game that we've kind of do around here called Indie or Outie. Indie or Outie is where you have to guess whether the thing I say is an indie game or something else. 
in this case, right. I was kind of trying to, I was trying to do a little research on you and like what you kind of like. I couldn't find a lot of whole other hobbies, uh, but I did see you like some different types of music. I threw in indie, grunge, and pop punk bands versus indie games. Okay, this one's fun. Okay, so I have everything written down. Get in prepared. All right. I don't have to keep score. Nope, I'm keeping score. Let's go. All right. Okay, the first one is, and you're playing. All three of you are playing. Also, Joel uh, submitted answers that I'll double check later, but because uh, I sent these to him and he just laughed at me and goes, "Man, you're a jerk." Did he really? Right. Great. The pedestrian. Oh wait, uh, indie. Yeah, I'm gonna go indie, indie as well. Game. It is an indie game. Dang it. It's about Janet, crossing you, the street, you, and it's a puzzle game. Blessing played it. He said it's decent. I'm going to try it later. <laughs> really? Okay. You know, I'm going to write down this might be decent. Next one. <laughs> yeah, check it out. The Supper. Spanned. I'm going to go indie game. I'm going to go Audi. Which is, wait, what? Oh, so a band? Do I have to pick what it is? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Band. Band? Okay, so you're going to say it's a band. Uh, it is an indie game. Ah, Ooh. damn. What's it about? I, I didn't research all of this. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, this uh, by all you mean any of them? Uh, My first thought is like, is this a game about like potato salad or something? Like that was <laughs> maybe it's not. Uh, a short adventure game about the darkest side of human soul. It looks like you are eating people. Weird. All right. This is wild. I I actually I might check this one out too. It looks <laughs> it looks low key good. Like I'm like is yeah. this actually good? It looks kind of good. It might be. I'm going to look into Overwhelmingly that positive reviews. So, I don't know. Okay, so maybe I picked awesome ones. I'm really excited for that. <laughs> Next one. Belmont. Band. One of these has to be a band, so I'm sticking with band. Indie. It is a band. Yeah. This is good. This is fun. In her words. Oh, indie. Indie. Wait. Indie. I'm going to say indie still, but now I'm less sure. Indie game or indie band? You gotta tell me which one. Oh, oh indie game. game. Alec, what do you say? Game. It is a band. It's a band. I was thinking like her story, you know, like it kind of just yeah. like all melded together. Yeah, I, th- I thought that too. Uh, again, my the point of this is to try to trick you. So, okay, let's keep going here. Uh, trash boat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, two words, two words, two words. Two Fresh words? Band. Oh, that makes a big difference. Band. But I feel like now it's wrong. It's uh, like when you change your, your answer on a test. I should just go with one the whole way through. I think I'm gonna go with band. Alec, what'd you say? I said band. It is a band. Trash boat. That one made me laugh. Okay. <laughs> Ultra spank. <laughs> <laughs> Indie game. All one word. What? Yeah, indie game. game. Yeah, I'm going game on this one. Band. Oh, really? Wow. I, was I was thinking like, you know, Spank- Spanky's Quest type vibes, right? You made us play games with your friends, game. so anything's yeah. possible, Alex. A genital jousting. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, yes, I you didn't. did. All right. <laughs> Aviary Attorney. Uh, Game. Indie game. 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 Aviary Attorney is a game. Is it a dating sim about pigeons or something? Ah. Or about... It's something no, like that. There's pigeons involved. <laughs> I'm sure there's more than one. Because we played indie. that. <laughs> Do you think that there's multiple Aviary Attorney games? 
I think there's multiple oh, games to date birds. Harvey Birdman, does that count? That's a TV This came show. out in in January uh, 2020 on Switch. The art is very prim and too. proper. I that's why I that's why I grabbed it. I was like, this looks cool. This looks very interesting. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the role of Monsieur J.J. Falcon, a bird of prey with a good heart, questionable lawyering expertise, uh, uh, interviewing witnesses, collect evidence, and deliver justice to the guilty. Aviary attorney. It actually looks a little like, uh, what's his name? The other attorney. Uh, Ace attorney. Ace attorney? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it's okay. probably probably intentional. Can you imagine if they never played it? They're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's completely different. I don't, it's a new thing. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh one way heroics game band band it is a game ah okay sounded too much like um another one that i've played now my brain is just it's okay what about sick joy band game band it is a band (laughs) and uh, I'm gonna do two more and a bonus. And a bonus? Oh, ooh! Doesn't that mean you're just doing three more? <laughs> yes. No, it's two more and a bonus. It's totally, or one more and two bonuses. Rivers and robots. Ooh. Game. Yep, game. That sounds like a game. It is a band. <laughs> Come on! Yo, this is <laughs> Is this the game? Is this the Dark Souls of fake trivia games? Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Uh, next one. Uh, Lovely Planet. Band. Game. I'm just going all in on... I'm going down in the game ship. I think I'm going <laughs> game on this one. It sounds... It sounds game. Sounds like an indie it's sim game. It, it's a game. Okay. Ah. Is it a sim game? The Lovely Planet? Uh, let's see. What the heck? Uh, no, no, it's no, a first-person shooter. Like a, but it's the yeah, cutest but it's like real cell shaded, real wacky. Seen. It's like very polygonal, um, and like not even pastel. It looks like, kind of like a child's bedroom. Yeah, like that kind of gradient. From, it was on Wii U. It's wild. Oh. So it's only a matter of time until it gets ported to Switch. <laughs> exactly. If it gets ported okay. before Twilight Princess, I'm gonna riot. <laughs> okay. Get the pitch for fork. three points. For three points. For Spike th- 1000. Is it bike? Spike 1000. Spike S-P-I-K-E. spelled with... Oh, Spike. Spike. Oh, Spike S- 1000. It's worth yeah. three points? Yes. Does Joel get three band. points? You say, you say it's a band? Yeah. <sighs> I Let's see what you guys got. I honestly have no idea. Uh... I'm going to go game. Spike 1000. I guess I'll go game as well. Oh. It is a band. Yep. Yes. I knew, as soon as Getty went with me, I knew it was a band. Janet ties <laughs> Getty for the win at seven. Alec at six. The, the reason why Spike 1000 was a bonus is because there is a game called 1000 Spikes. Oh. Hmm. That's and mean. I thought that was funny too. Would Joel yeah, get? that was... Uh, I'll have to look. He emailed it to me, but I'll check well later. It's fine. 
right, and that will uh, that's the end of India or Outie. So Janet and Getty, which actually kind of goes along. Our guests beat us at India or Outie quite often. That's that's pretty that's pretty par for the course, honestly. Okay. Hell yeah. Great job. Great job all. It was fun. And that will be it for this week's Oh wait, no, hold on. We gotta do You forgot I, our I regular end segment. I moved I moved too far down the document. Uh, it's time to move on to one last thing. One last thing, we give one last sentence, one last statement, sending us into the weekend and you the listener into the weekday. Uh, for me, uh, I'm I'm got real deep again back into on my on my bullshit for Persona 5 Royal. Uh, now I am almost 70 hours in. Uh, another dungeon down. Continuing that progress I started like two and a half years ago. Getty? Would you play a skateboarding GTA game called Syndiscate, where you use your board as a weapon as well as your means of conveyance? Yes. Can Why? I crazy taxi people? I don't know. I was just thinking randomly today, and I was like, that sounds like it would be a pretty interesting game. Syndiscate. Yeah, it'd be a beat-em-up. Ooh. Yeah. I'm on board. Alec, one last thing. Um, we got the release date for Final Fantasy IV this week, and once that uh, drops, I am going hard on it. It's my second favorite Final Fantasy. Very nice. Very nice. Janet, do you have one last uh, statement for the podcast? Yeah, uh, go play some VR games if you have the means to do so. This is also a statement I'm making to myself to will into existence. If you're listening to this and you have VR, 99% chance that you don't play it very often, that you didn't get your money's worth. So let's all change that starting today and really dig in. The only people that have played enough VR games are probably like the upload VR employees because that is their job <laughs> but other than that i think we could all stand to you know beat saber it up job simulator it up maybe play a game that isn't one of the two basic games that everyone names um but yeah go into that if you haven't lately uh you should play that what is it the the spy kayak game phantom covert ops you're in a kayak and that's how you sneak Ooh. you sneak around to different docks and you assassinate people and shoot out lights and stuff nice. that, that's the one i would go towards phantom covert ops thanks Spy, spy kayak and that will be it for this week's super gg radio before we go you can find us on twitter at super gg radio and twitch.tv slash super gg radio where we have uh alec what are you calling your sundays now oh it's called sunday night special or fantasy sunday night special playing sure. some jrpgs Something. and some metroidvanias i have mondays where i'm gonna be playing some persona 5 royal uh joel is still going with skylanders on tuesday nothing on wednesdays podcast thursdays Friday Hartwig is officially out. He is officially a working man, so he is no longer streaming. But we do have, again, uh, Saturdays with Joel and Kelly and the family. And then we're back to Sundays. I'd also like to say thank you so much to Janet for joining us today. Where can people find you? Where are you streaming? Where are you making content? Yeah, you can find me across the internet um, from Twitter, which is twitter.com slash gameonesis. Uh, if you really don't have Twitter or really don't want to use Twitter, if you go to gameonesis.com, you can also get links out to all of my stuff. Uh, I stream on Twitch, again, same handle as gameonesis. I uh, stream four times a week, so a lot of stuff going on there. 
uh, got my site Pentapixels. But again, all that stuff can be linked out through uh, on my Twitter. So yeah, check that out and uh, dig into whatever content most appeals to you that I do. I stream, I do reviews, I have a weekly podcast called Game Honest Weekly that's on all podcast platforms that does like weekly news wrap up. So a bunch of different stuff. One of those will likely appeal to you. So uh, pick which one you're most drawn to uh, and check it out. We'll throw it all in the show notes as well. And if you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is mail at superggradio.com and provide a review on iTunes or the warm pants of your choice. Thanks for listening. GG Getty. GG. GG Alec. Good game. GG Janet. GG. Good night, everybody. <laughs>